This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Much, man. How you doing? How was your weekend? It was awesome, man. How about you? Just relaxed. Uh, Try to spend some quality time with the kids and kind of get rejuvenated, man. Yeah, try to take your mind a little bit off of uh... of uh, the the workload that you have right in q4 yeah q4 is definitely no joke that's for sure yeah man it's i'm glad you were able to get take a little time away yeah it's one of those things where it's like just uh you'd be surprised i mean for some of you out there who maybe don't have kids whatnot but when you kind of reconnect with your family and uh take that quality time it kind of recharges your batteries yeah man q4 is a rough one in uh employee benefits and financial services and a lot of planning for 2022. Yeah, for sure. It definitely. A lot of moving parts. We wanted to hop on here, Team Business 33, and uh, discuss a little bit about what we're seeing in terms of struggles for a lot of our clients. And of course, something that Ray and I recently went through in our in our agency was something that you might be reading about now, and it's, it's real, is this great reshuffle of employees, or in this case, you know, this great reshuffle of, of workers. Yeah. Labor, labor to different companies. I mean, moving around to new opportunities or perceived new opportunities. And first off, I mean, I find it interesting and I'm trying to think of what are the main driving factors of this great reshuffle? Uh, I think one is obviously the reopening of the economy, right? Businesses getting back, people coming back to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people, uh, coming off unemployment or extended unemployment. But also, I think businesses, you know, that may have had extended layoffs or extended periods of time where they didn't need help, they're they're bringing people back, but they're bringing them back with different working, like different environments. Environments, like yeah. I mean, I think the landscape of what the traditional sense of what you were accustomed to, of what you would do on behalf of what your offering was to onboard and attract employees. That's definitely changed quite a bit. Yeah. And what, and I think it's, I mean, it, it's more of a <laughs> lack of a better way of saying it. It's a kind of an employee's market. So it's, it is, man. And I just want people to know, like our audience and our clients that are listening, some things that we found and we want to alert you to it. But I think the word I was looking for, for before was working conditions. Yeah. Working conditions are changing. Oh, for sure. And I think if you're a business owner, you need to be on top of this. And I put out a LinkedIn post, I don't know, maybe about three or four weeks ago. And I asked people to come join us on team business that had tips or had ways that they can help other business owners prepare, but also attract additional talent uh, if you have the resources to do so. Because I think people really are looking right now to move if they think they can get themselves in a better not only financial position, but, um, you know, working condition, you know, remote work well, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Cause I think the name of the game is that 
because I think employees do identify it's an employee's market right now. They're trying to basically strive for A, yes, pay, but B, work-life balance. Yep. I mean, that's a big one. And if they can find a position that's going to give them more balance in their life, then uh, that's extremely powerful for them to pursue. Yeah, I think something that people realize being home as for an extended period of time is they enjoyed being there with their children or, yeah. you know, they didn't have to worry so much about shuffling daycare situations or back and forth to school, whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, and people got used to that. And now yeah. it seems like that's what they want on a permanent basis. Yeah. I mean, and we've, we've done other podcast shows kind of uh, talked about this, but the hybrid work model, remote work model, that's not going anywhere. That's an expectation that is definitely something that employees are looking for. And if you're an employer who is not pivoting towards that direction, um, you're at a disadvantage. And don't be surprised if uh, if critical key employees of yours might get poached by other employers who are, uh, are more willing and open to a different hybrid work environment. So we want to talk about that. Uh, I put out a post on LinkedIn and I asked for people that might have tips Ray and I have our own tips because <laughs> we went through this similar situation yeah. and it was an eye opener for me. Um, I admit that I made mistakes gearing up for what I didn't know was coming. Um, and I think Ray realizes like maybe as a company, we probably should have had other, you know, formats in place sure. to yeah. allow to adapt. But I made the mistake as a business owner of wanting everyone to come back to the office. And it wasn't something that I put into place immediately, but I let the firm know that come a certain time in 2022, I expected everyone to be back. Yeah. Now I did that because I like people to be around. Sure. Like I like being in an office with people all day long. You know, someone like Ray does also. Yeah. And we have several people at the agency that like to come in every day and work and, and be part of the, a professional environment. And I just, I mean, speaking for myself yeah. as a consultant and what I do, I've been doing this for a living for a while. It's like, I'm, I guess I, I like that little old school method of being in the office, getting, getting up in the morning, getting ready to be somewhere. I like that. I enjoy that. I enjoy coming in the office and collaborating. Obviously like having that uh, water cooler talk with your comrades and going to lunch. And I love it all, man. Yeah. Green on synergy. It's all great, but not everyone's wired that way. Not everyone's wired that way. And people, a lot of people don't want to do that right now yeah. or even in the future. So what we did is I kind of played a reactive role and realized that, Hey, we have to get, you have to give people the option and the opportunity to work where they want to work. And in doing that, I mean, you're going to have to trust people maybe to a different level than you've trusted before. Right. I mean, it's not, you're not going to know exactly what's going on all day, every day. Mm -hmm. But that just goes back to having the right team in place to begin with. Well, not to mention, it's like also, I mean, if an employee, if employees are looking for hybrid or remote work, it is, does, it does not, it does not fall on the employee's responsibility that there should be policies, procedures, or performance management procedures. It's, that's all on employer. So going into that realm of workforce, as an employer it falls on you to come up with those performance management procedures. Because quite honestly, when the first employee walks in your door, that's under that type of work 
are you going to trust them off of it? Yeah, of course you trust them to a certain extent because you decided to hire them. But as a business owner, it's up, it comes down back to you and your team to design the performance management plan that helps insulate, you know, uh, the progression of that remote worker. Yeah. And like for us, luckily we had a ton of metrics and KPIs in place because of, well, we actually had it even before COVID because I'm the type that likes to see the numbers, right? You're the type that likes to see the numbers. If you don't have that in play and you're, and you, you have to shift to remote work, you have to get something in place to be able to measure output and maybe, you know, your key performance indicators to understand how your team is working, how they're performing. And you don't want to be running, you know, chasing from behind on that kind of thing. But when I put out that post on LinkedIn, I had a lot of people message me and say, Hey man, you know, here's something that you might want to think about for your clients or your, your audience or for yourself. Um, we haven't had anyone come on the show and join quite yet and talk about this because I think people are super, super busy yeah. right now. But here's a couple of things that Ray and I realized when we lost a couple of key talented employees and had to replace them. Um, we found some great, great, great options. We had a lot of great candidates. We are lucky enough that we brought on two new hires that are just excellent, excellent uh, qualified candidates. And we did it by using LinkedIn. Yep. And I want you guys to realize like, that's a really great tool. Um, and here's some tips like LinkedIn. You can actually go and look for people who are looking to work because there's this, there's this little frame that says open for work, open for work. Yeah. And I actually messaged a lot of people that were open for work just to see if they had any interest. You know, I kind of found their background was in insurance or whatever it may be asking if they would have interest. Uh, but their job post platform is really, really good because you can post the job to your specifics, but then you can boost it. And what's cool about LinkedIn is they, they'll tell you exactly what budget you need to meet to get the amount of candidates that you want. So for example, like this is a little slider and it said, okay, well you need to be 25 to 31 bucks per day to maximize the number of candidates you want. Well, if you slid it up to 32, your max didn't change. So I know I didn't have to spend 32, right? A day. But if you went down to like 24, it said, or if you went down to 25, it said, you know, you're only going to get this amount now. Yeah. Like it knows exactly how many people you're going to. So I knew at like 31, I was maximizing our outreach. Sure. And man, like we got for each position, we got what, 70, 80 applicants. Yeah. It's quite a bit. And it was actually, I mean, I did like interview after interview after interview and I was, my head was kind of spinning. Well, I mean, also the, the, the point of, you know, remote work, hybrid work is, is very prevalent now. That's what employees are looking for. But that also goes both ways, right? So, you know, obviously in, in our circumstance, we lost a couple of key people. But we also realized that, you know, because of remote work, because hybrid work is out there, that a bigger sample size is available to us out there in the market. Not just Big time. on a local scale, but a national scale. Huge. Yeah, we went national. And we had candidates from all over the country. And a lot of really, really, really great people. And it, it was actually interviewing. It was nice to meet all these people. And we, you know, we brought one on from California, which just happened to be, I think, lucky. Yeah. But the others joining us from Texas. But we have people now in Tennessee, Texas, California. And, you know, that's something that we can expand on. And it's kind of nice because... If you're in an area like where we are in Southern California, where there might be not as many candidates out there looking, 
but there's other parts of the country there are. You can capitalize on that by, like Ray said, using remote work, which is what a lot of people want anyway. So why not <laughs> change your kind of culture to go that direction? Yeah. And again, and, and, and part of that is I can bring in the right people from a remote standpoint. I consider it approaching it in the same manner as well, from an insurance perspective, when you're trying to vet out or underwrite a client, you're trying to do some field underwriting. We're doing the same thing with trying to get a remote worker. You're trying to do some field underwriting and trying to gauge is this the right person for us? Is the, do they have the skills? Do they have the background in order to basically do be successful in our business and be successful with our clients. And so, I mean, there's some legwork to be done on the front end, but that legwork done on the front end will save you a lot of time and headache once they're through the doors and they're, they're one of your people. Yep. Great point. So yeah, guys on team business, we talk about building your team in business versus for success. Uh, how you know, entrepreneurs kind of work their way up through the ranks and, how they delegate, how they built teams around them, how they uh, built their company's environment. This all goes hand in hand. We want to help you. And you guys need to realize, no matter what size business you operate, that companies are looking right now to bring on people from everywhere and anywhere. A lot of them have liquidity. A lot of them have free-flowing capital because of government programs. Uh, a lot of them have empty seats because of layoffs or extended periods of, of downtime. And now they're going to be coming and uh, you got to be ready for that. And I would say, don't even bother reacting, be proactive, you know, put into place things now that if, you know, one of your key employees gets a, receives an offer, they say, well, you know what? Sounds great, but I already have all that at my current company. You know, I have remote work. I have my, everything I need at home to get my job done. I have my voice over IP telephone. You know, I have direct access to communicate anyone in the office. I'm comfortable. I'm good. You know, do that now. Don't wait until it's too late, man. Not to mention the right. If like, if you're an employer that basically hires based on having your employee sign off an employment contract for say, having that employment contract, that's remote ready as well. Yep. Have it remote ready, have it all dialed in. And, uh, like I said, we found a lot of success in using LinkedIn to attract our new employees. We're super excited to welcome them. And I know that Ray and I, we've been a little on the uh, laying low on team business just because <laughs> it's been crazy here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're we're kind of shuffling in a lot of different directions, but we do have a couple of really good episodes coming up for you guys in the next couple of weeks. The Team Business Podcast. This is episode 33. 34 will be coming to you soon. But if you want to join us, if you guys have any other tips for retaining, attracting, and hiring talent to your firm, that you can help share with our audience, help share with other small business people all over the country. Shoot us an email. Come on to Team Business. You can reach Ray at ray at foagency.com. You can reach me at mike at foagency.com. You can call either of us at 858-384-1506. You can comment on any of our social media posts. Reach out through YouTube. Whatever you want to do. Come on, come on the show. Let us know what you know. People would uh, gain a lot from it. Love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you guys. Later. Later.